0: Going to be covering peace. Next week is joy, and then we're going to conclude on Christmas Eve with love. Um, but, But as we do, before we dive in this morning, let's go before our Savior and King. God, we are eternally grateful. We are grateful that in the midst of what might seem chaotic and confused. And hardship and trials, that you give us the ability to have peace. God, for the soul that's here right now that is anxious, that doesn't understand what this peace means, even though they might have been following you for quite some time, God, show them what it means. Use these notes that you have put on paper, use me to proclaim your truth not to waver from it. And of course, I pray that you, that you, though you came as a baby, your peace is demonstrated. It's told of. And it's lived out. Because Lord, we truly believe that you are good. You are faithful. And those that put their faith in you can have this peace. And God, we are so grateful for the freedom that we have to to worship you publicly, to proclaim your name over microphones and And Lord, allow us to never take that freedom for granted. God, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. War in Ukraine. Constant government overreach, war in Israel and Gaza, media censorship, riots and protests around the world like we have never seen before, the corrupt just getting more corrupt, squeezing the middle class completely out of the equation, the nuclear family being pulled apart, taxes are increasing year after year morals laughed at and walked over. And you come to church and the topic is peace. Let's make it more personal. Sickness in the family, causing the holidays to be little more than just another day. The remembering of a loss of a family member or a close friend that always seems to pull at your heart a little more this time of year going over budget on Christmas gifts significantly earlier this year because of the ridiculous costs of quite literally everything. Anxiety is triggered because all the expectations and plans that, that really come along with Christmas. To some, the thought of peace in the midst of this chaos is almost laughable at this point. But Christ says otherwise. You see, when we are so caught up in the mess, so involved in every little thing, so glued to our cell phones and concerned with what our friend on Facebook is is doing that we haven't seen since high school, we start to realize that we are running to the very things for peace that are causing this increase in anxiety that we're seeing throughout our nation and our world today. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in the noise of the world that we completely forget and neglect the peace that comes from pulling away from all of it. The issue is that we have been looking for peace in all of the wrong places, and we have been looking there for far too long. The number one problem that is causing this rapid increase in depression and anxiety is that we are allowing the noise of the world to drown out the still, small, Voice of our Savior. Jesus said in John 14, 27, just before leaving this earth, and I feel we've forgotten this. Peace I leave with you, and peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Listen how the New Living Translation says that. I'm leaving you with a gift Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. The peace that Christ offers is one that the world can't make, match, or manufacture. It's a peace that is eternal and everlasting. No trial can interrupt it, and no person can interfere with it. My friend, as a follower of Christ, you can have a peace that no matter what comes your way, you have confidence knowing that this life is only temporary, but the peace of God is permanent and unshakable. I feel like I'm the only one up here. Someone give me an amen. Come on. That's right. We're going to be looking at Luke 2. If you got your Bibles, Luke two verses one through seven this morning. That's Doctor Luke's Gospel. If you don't have your Bible, there is one in the front of you, probably, hopefully. Go ahead and grab that, and it's the second Gospel, or I'm sorry, the third Gospel. We're going to be looking at the second chapter, verses one through seven. I'll do it in bite-sized pieces starting with verses 1 through 3. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went down to be registered, each to his own town. Point number one, peace comes from trusting God's sovereignty. Peace comes from trusting God's sovereignty. In other words, hear this, church. The king has authority, but God is in charge. I'm going to say that again. Write that down if you're a note taker. The king has authority, but who's in charge? You know, there's quite a bit of history regarding this Emperor Augustus that, that's really important as we look at the context of this entire passage. That's why I stopped at verse 3. This this man, he was an emperor that that the entire nation literally worshipped. He was originally given the name Octavian upon birth, but but once he took the throne following the reign of what was his uncle Julius Caesar... He was given the name Augustus, which means great or worthy of reverence. That's important. It's essentially stating that he was claiming himself to be worthy of worship. Julius Caesar, Augustus' uncle, And his predecessor to the throne was officially referred to as Divus Julius, which means the divine Julius. It's going to make sense here in a second. This led to his nephew, Octavian, to become known as Divi Filius, which means, listen, son of God. A title that Augustus Caesar fully embraced. Coins issued by Augustus featured Caesar's image and inscriptions such as Divine Caesar and Son of God. An Egyptian inscription calls Augustus Caesar, again, a star shining with the brilliance of the great heavenly Savior. In 17 BC, an uncommon star did appear in the heavens, Augustus commanded a celebration, and Virgil pronounced the turning point of the ages has come. Are you remembering all this? So during Augustus's reign, emperor worship exploded. Especially in Asia Minor. And this is eventually what became a hotbed of persecution for Christians. We're not going to go there this morning. But you could probably start to see the irony here. It's at the peak of emperor worship. A time where Caesar Augustus was demanding power, control, and worship. The peak of emperor worship that the true king was born. As Augustus Caesar was given the title as the son of God because of his father's name, the divine the true son of God came down from heaven to take on flesh. And you can see already how the government was on Christ's shoulders even as a baby. The emperor wanted the name the Son of God, but all those who knew of Christ and the prophecies spoken of on his behalf knew that he was the true Son of God. And this, with this uncommon star appearing in the sky of which Caesar stated was the turning point of the ages has come because of his reign. This, this same star was the one that the shepherds used to direct them to a manger of which held a baby that would truly bring the turning point of all time. You see the irony. Why do I say this? Because this emperor had an entire drawn out and detailed plan as to how the people were to be submissive to him. They were to report to their original hometown, to to pay taxes, to file for census, and, and anything else that he was demanding for them to do. Now, this may sound innocent, but, but Caesar Augustus was definitely a man that sought power and control, hence the reason he wanted to keep an eye on every person of the land, and he wanted to have them sign up for military service, was the excuse. He wanted control and ultimately worship. Does this sound familiar? Familiar. Today, our government demands our information and data about the citizens of our nation like never before, tracking our every move from our car to our cell phones. It's no longer that we begin to believe that this is the work of the enemy because the enemy is the prince of the world. Look at John chapter 12, verse 31. You know, even though it's easy to assume that this is evil and part of an agenda, we must look at Genesis 50, and this is where the hope comes. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. You see, the very emperor who began to demand emperor worship was the same emperor that God used to fulfill his prophetic word that God would be born. Isaiah 7.14 says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and, and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God is doing this exact thing right now before our very eyes. People are being forced to abide by the rules of the culture. Even though they would go so far against what we believe to be according to be true to the Even though what we believe to be according true to the Bible. We're witnessing war day after day, both outside of our borders and I would even argue from within. All of this darkness because of governmental authorities grabbing power and seeking control in whatever way they can. But in a world where we see evil all around us, we can have peace knowing that it is not any president or king that is in control, but the king of kings. And even when we look around at our world and and begin to panic or or develop anxiety about where the world is headed, we can rest assured that God is working in every detail around the globe, assuring the people of God that lasting peace is found in Him and Him alone. Peace comes from trusting God's sovereignty. Peace comes from trusting God's Sovereignty. It's easier said than done. Let's keep moving. Verses 4 and 5. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child second piece, second point for this morning. God gives peace for the journey. God gives peace for the journey, and we can rest assured that he does. So now we get a glimpse here at at pregnant Mary, who was also forced to make this journey across the nation. And let me tell you, this journey wasn't as simple as hopping in your, your, your SUV and and traveling to the nearest DMV. This this was a journey, let me tell you. And clearly she was very pregnant. As we're going to read here in a little bit, it didn't take long for her to get started on this journey that she eventually gave birth. But notice the obedience of this family. Joseph, who was engaged to a woman who was pregnant, but decided to stay with her because an angel of the Lord commanded him to. I don't know about some of you men in here, but it would definitely take an angel of the Lord to come down from heaven to convince me to stay with a woman that I wasn't the father of her baby. And then you have Mary, who as we just saw and just read, is bearing a child that was not conceived by man You see when you are so confident that you are in the will of God you look at even the hardships and mistakes in front of you as part of God's plan It's so interesting the way that that the Lord works in our lives when he's calling us into something or out of something Many of you know that, that Amanda and I, when we got called, we got called back here in, in July, we started to get signs from the Lord about this transition really about a year and a half ago. Our house had had major water damage. The the Lord was allowing us to be backed in a corner financially. Bills were barely being paid. Our our marriage was being stretched as a result of this. And, And we would literally get on our knees in our home in South Florida. I remember it like it was yesterday. Begging God for his will to be done. This was about the same time that God placed the town of Lowell, Indiana on our heart. Why would he place Lowell, Indiana when we're near West Palm Beach, Florida? I started to look at secular jobs so that I could plant a church while providing for the family in Lowell. I was praying about who could potentially join me in this from a leadership standpoint, but we really didn't have peace about this entire situation. And and when I look out my my window and, and see a church on every corner, but absolutely no difference being made in the community, I begin to ask myself, does adding another church to this street that's already full of them really make a difference? So we began to pray again. We had run out of options. And then all of a sudden, my, my mom sends me a job description for a lead pastor role at a church called Hope Community Church in Lowell, Indiana. Man, you want to ask me about search third-party search teams and committees? <laughs> Put my mom on the case. They were looking for, Hope was looking for a lead pastor and the rest is history. So, so you hear this story and then you say, we all must have been smooth sailing after that. Man, let me tell you, that was just the beginning for us. Following this call and this confirmation from Hope that we had, we had so much difficulty that was still yet to experience, we, we went to sell our home And because of the condition of the roof, there would be no buyer that would be able to receive a loan from the bank. It was an absolute mess. It was then that there was put, listen to this, a class action lawsuit formed in our neighborhood because no one could sell their homes due to the HOA. So our real estate agent, being a Christian, talked us into putting our home back on the market, knowing we had to get here. And she said, just put it on the market. Just wait. Just have faith. And So we did, and three days later, we had an offer on our home. Listen to these details. Three days later, we had a full-price offer on our home that had a 40-year-old roof in the middle of hurricane season in South Florida. And not only that, this person wanted to get in the house as much as we wanted to get out. So we start toying with the idea that because we couldn't sell this house, Are we going to move in with parents? How are we going to do this? How are we going to get here? We don't have a house to go to. Our our house wasn't selling, and and it it was piling on the stress. On top of that, we we, we had not even signed the papers. Listen to this detail. We hadn't even signed the papers of selling our home in Florida when we left we said, we're just going to leave. If the Lord is calling us to this, he's going to take care of all those details along the way. So we packed up and we left. No house to go to, still had our home in Florida, but wait, there's more. We're not even two hours away from our home in Boynton. Amanda in front of me with the girls in one car. I'm following in the other car behind us. It's probably the hottest day that we have seen in years, both in Florida and up here. It was 104 degrees, and guess what? My air conditioner goes out. I I cannot make this stuff up. So you think, oh, you're heading north. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cool off as you approach northwest Indiana. It's getting hotter <laughs> as we're getting here. It's 104 when we leave. It was like almost 110 here. It was wild. So, of course, we get here to Indiana. I eventually got my car fixed, and the rest is history. Now, why do I tell you this, this very detailed story? Because when God calls you to something, there is absolutely nothing that will stop you from seeing it through and nothing that will stop him from making it come to fruition. You see, what the enemy intended for evil, God used for good. Do you think Mary wanted to travel across the nation to simply register and take census while probably nine months pregnant? You know, when my wife was pregnant, we didn't even want to go from the car to the house. But Mary knew that the Lord was calling her to this. And she didn't want to just obey. She wanted to remain faithful to God. And because she did this, the whole world has never been the same since. My friend, when God is calling you to something, and you are certain it's him that's calling you, obey and stay faithful. Don't let the hardships push you to the side. They might slow you down a little bit. But trust me, God gives you peace for the journey. Verse 6 and 7. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because there was no place for them in the inn. Point number three, there is peace in trusting God's timing Someone needs to hear that this morning. There is peace in trusting God's timing. Listen to Galatians 4, verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law. But when the fullness of time had come, in other words, at the perfect time, the Pharisees and lawmakers all over the world were awaiting this Savior to come in the form of a triumphant King or a warrior of great strength. But God humbled them like he so often does and gave them a baby in a manger at the perfect time. An emperor on the throne of the empire sought to be referred to as divine while the true king in heaven became divinity in flesh. It's so easy to look all all over the place for things that we believe provide peace. Some look to crystals or inner healing like the ridiculousness of the New Age movement, some to false religions like Islam or Buddhism others to governmental laws or authority, yet some, like myself, have once sought out substances or or even comfort in another person. Let me assure you that if you are not finding peace where you are looking, you are not looking in the right place. You're more than likely striving for something that, listen, can't be striven for. You know, you're, you're looking at your life up until this point, and it... And it sure is not how you planned it it to be. Your finances aren't in line. Your kids aren't who you thought they were going to be. Your job is not as fulfilling as you had hoped. But you see, Christ's peace is not a suggestion or a promise. It's not a suggestion or a preference. It's a promise and a gift to all who put their faith in him. God sent his son to earth in the form of a baby to demonstrate that peace is not something that you can earn or deserve, but rather it is a gift from God. And when you fully trust and, and lean into the timing of the God that has all control of time... There is a peace that comes with it that surpasses all human understanding, a a peace that can't be explained, it can't be developed, and it sure can't be comprehended. It provides rest and confidence that he truly is on the throne and in control, and we are not. There's no need to waste our time stressing trying to piece together what he's trying to do or how he is trying to do it, but rather trusting that he is the one that's doing it. His plans for us are for good and not for easy, not for evil. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And if he cares so much and provides food and drink for the sparrow that fly around aimlessly, how much more will he provide for you and I? You know, I I, I firmly believe that it's it's natural for the Christian to try to find peace elsewhere because we really can't comprehend the fact that God would so freely give him himself to offer not just temporary peace, but eternal peace that can be obtained right now. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus Christ entered the world as a baby. And my friend, let me tell you that there is a time coming. And this time is coming soon where he will return. And let me assure you that he is not a baby anymore. You thought chaos stirred around the world the first time he came? Well, the next time and the last time that he will be coming will be forcing every living thing to their knees in submission. He will judge the world for what they have done and what they have not done. And and those that have put their faith in him will have eternal peace, one that can't be stolen, it can't be interrupted or disturbed because this peace is a result of faith which will soon be visible before our very eyes. He came to earth as a baby and he soon will return. My friend, he is not a baby anymore. This peace is a person. And his name is Jesus. Let's pray. God, we, we understand that saying that we trust your timing is a lot easier than practicing and living that out. God, show us the areas in our life that that need to be put at your feet. Because we know that's the best place for it to be. God, forgive us for the times that we have striven to have this peace from anything that's not of you. Lord, it's true. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. God, for the soul that's here that needs this peace, there are many. Show them how you so freely grant it. Break through the depression and the anxiety and show your goodness and your grace. Allow them to see that even with the troubles of life, the hardships that come, the waves that roar, that your peace breaks through. It's obtainable. It's everlasting. And it sure is good. Lord, allow all of us to taste and see of your goodness. It's in your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen.